want to talk today about that necessity of prayer. And uh, I've been reading through uh, the Gospels in my devotional time, and I went through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then I kind of felt go back to Matthew again, and, and so I did. And I've just been impressed by all the scriptures where Jesus is really telling us we really need to be praying. And uh, that's something that's been really speaking to me. And so I thought I'd share that with you and just uh, share about this necessity. And we're going to use the passage of scriptures from Luke chapter 18, uh, 1 to 8. And the subtitle there it usually has the persistent uh, widow that continued to pray and bring her request. And so this is a story that Jesus shared in Luke 18, uh, 1 to 8. And it says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show they should always pray and never give up. There was a certain judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him and repeatedly in saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. And then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? Father, I just pray your blessing over your word this morning. I pray that, Lord, that I, you would help me to communicate what you're wanting to communicate to all of us in this area of prayer here this morning. And so, Father, we just welcome you by your Holy Spirit to speak to each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I said, I want to talk to you about the necessity and the importance of prayer. Uh, that's really been hitting me a lot as I've been reading uh, the Gospels in my devotionals times and just being reminded how often Jesus prayed and how often he encouraged us to pray. And, you know, as you read the Gospels, it's actually in there a whole lot more than what you might think it is. Uh, but it's in there a lot. And Jesus, I believe, really wants us to understand this necessity for us to pray. As Christians, we are to be a people of prayer. And the Bible says not only are we to be a people of prayer, but our churches are to be places of prayer. When Jesus started his public ministry, he had a heart for attending church or attending the temple, synagogue, multiple names that they're using about church buildings and attending them. And the Bible says it was his normal custom to attend that local synagogue, to attend the, the, the temple, and, and kind of telling us if Jesus did it, pretty important for us to be attending a house of God as well. And I know with COVID, a little bit different, but we're still able to attend whether it's here in person or whether we are online. And so that's a good thing. But the Lord, the house of worship was very, very important to him. And he tells us in the word that those places of worship should be places uh, where we worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Places where the word of God is taught and read. Places where God is honored. 
And most importantly to God, that these would be places of prayer, places where people would seek and experience God. And that's something that we do value at our church here. We, we want to be a, a people to experience God. And part of that, as we recognize, is through prayer. And I realize that we have a very strong group of people in this church that pray. Uh, actually, I really believe that you know, many of the blessings that we have over our church is because we have a great number of people in our church that, that do pray and that do seek the Lord and are also intercessors. They really, you know, kind of break through for people as they pray. We are very blessed in this church because of that. But we want to see everyone experience God more. And we value this necessity of prayer. Now, as you look to Jesus and how important prayer was to him, we realize it was very important to him personally, but also very important to him seeing it in the church or in the temples and the synagogues. And interesting, on two occasions, we see at the start of Jesus' ministry and also at the end of, the, of his ministry, we see this, what we often hear about where Jesus went in the temple and he cleared out the temple. And uh, what did he say after those things? He, he told people that this place needs to be a place of prayer. And so Jesus was very upset that they had turned the, the temple into a place where people were exchanging monies to be the, into the temple coins that they could give. Uh, they had animals inside there. The animals were all supposed to be outside, same with the money changers. There was places for them outside the temple, but they brought it right into the temple, and it was keeping people from coming into this place of worship to worship God and to pray. And so that upset Jesus very much. And it's interesting to see that he did so at the start of his ministry and then at the end of his ministry, showing to us that, yes, prayer and houses of worship are supposed to be places of prayer. Luke chapter 19, 46 kind of gives us one of those occurrences when Jesus, at the very getting near the end of his ministry, where he, he tells us, my temple will be a house of of prayer. But then he accused them, but you have turned into a den of thieves. God's house is to be a house of prayer. So Jesus is very passionate about the house of God. His passion is seen again and again as we watch his ministry where Jesus continued to visit synagogues and visit the temple and attend those places. Church was important to Jesus. And then as we come to the book of Revelation, again, we see that Jesus is very concerned about the church. And here in Revelation, he actually is not talking about the synagogue. He's not talking about the He's talking about churches. And again, he has a lot to say about what is going on in the church. Now, we're not going to go into all the things that Jesus is talking about of what's taking place in the church, what things he doesn't like in the church. We just want to talk about one area that Jesus focused on a lot, and that is the area of prayer. Are we a praying church? Are we a praying people as Christians? Now, I realize as we've been going through this uh, COVID time, uh, hasn't been a very enjoyable time, to say the least. But are we still a praying church? Are we still praying at home? Are we still seeking the Lord? Are we still uh, calling upon the name of the Lord. And with all this political turmoil and all the COVID turmoil that is going on, are we praying about it 
or are we just complaining about it? I kind of really just kind of felt a check from the Holy Spirit about our duty as Christians is to pray. And I think as Christians, it can be very easy to be kind of caught up in all the things that are happening. And, you know, we all kind of give our opinions and we post our opinions and we can really kind of get involved in that. I really feel the Lord is saying, I'm calling the church to pray. And it kind of also got me wondering as I think about the COVID that has touched our world. Is it our fault as Christians that this continues to go on? Have we been praying against COVID? Or have we just been complaining about COVID like everybody else? God is calling us to pray. And I already think that the church is the answer for COVID right now, that we should be praying that things would turn around and that we wouldn't have to live the way that we are living with all these restrictions. Are we praying about it? Something that's important. And so this morning, I just want to talk to you about that necessity that God is calling us as Christians to be a people of prayer. And so we're going to use this text of Scripture of the persistent widow and just look at some of the things that Jesus is saying there about the necessity of prayer. And here he is, he's teaching his disciples. Time and time again, Jesus took time to teach his disciples about prayer. And so I think it's a good for us that we might observe what Jesus is saying to them. Now, the first thing that Jesus says here in Scripture about prayer is that we should always pray. Verse 1 says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show they should always pray pray. Jesus wants to make it very clear that the appropriate response to any situation is to pray. Christians should be a praying people. We should be praying on all occasions. We shouldn't have to wait for someone to tell us that, hey, you should be praying about this. Rather, it should be just a natural response, a natural outflow that comes out of our lives that we just go to the Lord and prayer. That anything that kind of gets us, you know, upset or kind of stirs us up in a wrong way, then the first thing we really need to do is not express our opinions, which we normally would do. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Begin to pray about it. Take everything. We should always pray. We should be known as people who pray, who take prayer seriously. Our response to any need or any situation, any problem should be to pray. That when someone shares with you a need, actually our response should be, well, let's pray. I want to pray for you. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says, never stop praying. Other translations say, pray continually. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. So the appropriate response to everything that's going on in our world and in our lives, is to pray. One should always pray. And that's what Jesus wants to get across to us, that we should pray, all of us. And we should be praying every opportunity that we have. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Pray at all times. Pray throughout your day. Pray always. Pray continually. Never stop praying. Prayer is always the appropriate response for the believer 
whatever comes his way. Whatever's going on in our world, prayer is our appropriate response. And so we may, may we heed that admonishment and put prayer back as a priority in our lives, praying always. Because right now, there is no shortage of things that we should be praying about. And then secondly, Jesus wants us to know that we should not quit praying. Don't quit. Don't stop praying. Sometimes we do that as Christians. Sometimes, you know, just things happen in life or we get busy and we don't spend that time that we should be praying to God. Luke 18, 1 again. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show they should always pray and never give up. And sadly, you know, life circumstances sometimes get in the way. And if we're not careful when they interfere with that prayer time that we have with God and we don't quickly come back to it, then suddenly we kind of find ourselves slowly fading away from that responsibility to pray. Sometimes we just get busy with life. Sometimes we get busy with work, busy with our pleasures, busy with home life, and that prayer life begins to suffer. Or sometimes hardships come. Disappointments come. We get discouraged. And when we get discouraged, usually one of the things that we stop doing is pray. We don't pray anymore. I'm too discouraged to pray. Not realizing that prayer is the very thing that we need to do when we are discouraged. And right now, with all these restrictions, I just see so many people are, they're just worn out. Uh, they're just kind of at that place like, I'm just done, Pastor. I'm done. I just, I just really can't handle this anymore. What's the use? And, and people get so frustrated and, and discouraged that they just, you know, church, God, prayer, just kind of throw it aside. And the truth be told, we're really not handling these restrictions well. I think that goes for all of us. And our frustration is, is leading us to do things that and many times we would never, ever do before. But what we really need to do is we need to come back to that place to pray. We need to pray. I know it's far easier to blow off some steam, to criticize and protest and blast one another because they don't agree with us and do all those things. I really believe God is saying, no, I want you to pray. I'm calling on Christian people to pray. I think we, we're failing to realize that prayer is what we really do need right now. And that as Christian people, I'm not talking about the world, I'm talking about us as Christian people, that we really need to be praying. You know what? The world is actually counting on you to pray. And you know, and as I looked at some of our postings uh, sometimes out there that as Christians, sometimes that's not what we're proclaiming. We're just as loud as a voice as the rest of the world and complaining and talking about all these things. And when I think God's saying, listen, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. It's what we need right now. And, and interesting, as we pray, isn't it interesting that how as we pray keeps a calmness over us? As we pray, it kind of those ideas that we had in your head to react, to respond kind of start to fade away as we start to pray. And I realize, hey, all of our emotions are, are quite high right now. But I think at the same time as those emotions are high, that we watch ourselves and bring ourselves back to that place that we would pray. Pray. 
Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in your confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Why does that word patience always keep showing up? I don't like that word. And when it talks about the end times, do you realize what it says again? This requires patient endurance. I think, boy, is this ever a test for us right now? Patient endurance. But as we have patient endurance, we're supposed to be doing something, and that's praying. Keep on praying. Be faithful and prayer. And I think that's a good message to take to our hearts. Patience and prayer. Because I really think we, we need that during this time. We need to be praying. And I realize that we can't always get together or, you know, have big prayer meetings in churches and stuff like that. But, you know, we still can pray in our homes. We can still, you know, for have smaller gatherings at churches to pray. But we all can still pray. There's nothing stopping us from praying. And so I want to encourage you to pray. Pray. And I really believe that God is saying, don't give up on prayer right now. I think there's some Christians that are, you've just been frustrated and you've just kind of gotten that place that you just stopped. And I, I really think God's just trying to tell us again, like, pick it up again. Pick it up again. Pick it up again. Don't give up. Because we realize when we don't give up, good things start to happen. We, we see that in Galatians 6, 9. talks about that as well. It says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And I think that applies to prayer too. If we keep praying, if we keep seeking the Lord, you know what? A blessing is going to come. There's a blessing that's going to break through and touch our world and touch our lives. Just don't give up. Don't give up in prayer. And then thirdly, Jesus wants us to be persistent in prayer, to keep on praying, to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking until the door is open. Sometimes we don't really do a good job there. We kind of stop with the first one. We seek, but we don't keep asking. We don't keep knocking, waiting for that door. Like, I'm not leaving until this door gets open. That's what it talks about here with this widow. Luke, Luke 18, 3 and 5, a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to myself, I don't fear God. I don't care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Persistence is continuing in the face of opposition. It's not allowing the opposition to defeat you. Rather, you're saying, you're not going to defeat me. Depression, discouragement, frustration, you're not going to defeat me. I'm going to keep on praying. You're not going to defeat me. I'm going to keep praying for victory. So it's enduring. It's, it's pressing in. It's keep going. It's refusing to stop. It's actually, I don't know if it can be in a, in a good sense, but being stubborn in this area of saying, like, you're not going to stop me from praying. I don't care what happens. You're not going to stop me. For, I'm going to continue to pray. This widow in this story, she wore out the unjust judge because she wouldn't give up asking for her request. And Jesus says he wants us to be the same, being just as determined to keep praying until we have the answer. And that's another important aspect of successful prayer, that we devote ourselves to prayer. We keep asking. Now, of course, with God, God's not the unjust judge. 
He tells us that. He's not an unjust judge. As a matter of fact, when we start keep coming to him over and over and over again, that pleases him. I believe in heaven when he sees that persistence, he's, he's saying to the angels, look, look at so-and-so here. He's, look, he's talking to those that are gone before us that are in heaven saying like, look, look at this individual. This is what I was talking about when I gave this story about this persistent widow. That's what it needs to be. That's what God's looking for, persistence on our part. Keep coming every day. Keep saying, Lord, I'm back. I'm back, God. Here I am again. I haven't heard from you, so I'm back again today, and I'm going to keep calling upon you. It makes me wonder, with COVID still around, if we as Christians all over the world would take prayer seriously enough for this to go. I think it would. If we would just simply all start praying against COVID and saying, God, we're asking for you to intervene in this situation. If the whole world started doing that, I think something would happen. Just as even as Christians, the ones who are supposed to be praying, if we would pray against this. I know I've been trying to do that more and more often to pray against COVID and say, God, I want to see a breakthrough in this area that these restrictions will not continue for, because who knows how long they're supposed to go on. Well, how tired are you of it? Are you tired enough to get that back that place that you're going to start praying about it and say, we're not going to allow this to defeat us. Rather, we're going to defeat it. So let's continue to pray. Continue to pray. See, prayer is more than just something that's a casual thing to do. It needs to be something that we really work at, that we become persistent at, that we really say, you know what, this is my time of prayer, and we protect those times of prayer that we make sure we get that done. Colossians 4 says, devote yourselves to prayer with alert mind, a thankful heart. It's talking about a commitment, talking about a, a persistence that you're really devoted to this. You're not allowing anything else to take that away from you. That's what God's wanting. This next part I really like. It says, ask for justice. So a fourth area where Jesus wants to encourage us in this area is prayers, asking for justice. God is a God of justice. And he wants to respond to prayers that are asking for justice. Listen to what he says again in verses 3 to 5 of Luke 18. The wit of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. Again, the judge, the judge ignored her, but finally said to myself, I don't fear God, care about people. This woman's driving me crazy, but I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. Justice is at the heart of God. Being fair, being truthful, being right. Asking for righteousness to prevail. Asking for God that the truth would win out. Now, I realize with all these controversies that we've had in the political realms, the COVID realms, it, it kind of gets confusing. Well, what really is the truth? Like, you read this post, and that's not you know, saying this thing. You read another post, it's saying something totally different, and you're kind of like, oh, my God, what, what's the truth? And, and we, we, we start sometimes criticizing, and we tear people apart, and we go down these roads and asking God to, you know, rip this person apart, get that person out of there. You know, this is more of a proper way we should be praying. God, I pray for justice. 
Because you don't know all the ins and outs. You really don't. So the best way to pray, God, I ask for justice. I ask that, Lord, that truth would come out, that lies would be exposed and that truth would come out. And that way we're not assassinating anybody's character out there. We're just simply praying justice. God wants us to pray justice. And and I hope that kind of resonates with you, that we kind of get away from coming against people and just praying, God, we need justice. God, God, you see there's things going on that that shouldn't be going on. And and God, expose the evil, expose those things that are lies, and Lord, elevate the truth. Let the truth come to pass and rise up. And that's the kind of prayers that get God's attention. Verses 6 to 8, the rest of that story says, Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. I really think we need to avoid this accusation, stuff that a lot of us have been doing, and get back to the prior saying, justice. We use that word justice. And we start praying, God, we need justice to happen. Lord, you, you see the things that are going wrong, that are, that are lies, that are untruths out there. Well, we're praying for justice. We're praying for righteousness to arise. We're praying for the truth to arise. And, and I think God's going to respond way better to that kind of a prayer than, you know, those prayers where we can, I'm very critical of people and individuals. That's not a good thing for us to do. We need to be praying in that sense of justice. It's terminology, I think, that's far better than attacking individuals. And then lastly, pray with faith. Jesus kind of ends this story. To me, it's almost like a, a punch in the stomach, punch in the gut. He's talking about all these wonderful things, a prayer and that, you know, I'm not going to be like that unjust judge. I'm going to give you what you're asking for, but kind of almost seems at a place in some senses. But listen to what he says. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? To me, man, that's just like a punch in the stomach that you're kind of looking at prayer and the power of prayer, what God wants us to do in regards to prayer. And then it's kind of like, bam, right in the stomach and saying, but Jesus is saying, I'm not always seeing that. I'm not seeing that we're praying with faith. I'm not seeing that we're praying for justice. I'm not seeing that people are being persistent. I wonder that as I return, will I still find faith? Or will people just give up? It's kind of interesting that in this uh, season of COVID, as you look throughout history, that lots of times through these things, people do turn away from God. They tell us, our so-called experts tell us, that 30% of the church will not return after COVID. That's not a very good thing to be hearing. But I tell you, it really kind of hits you when you hear Jesus say, well, will there be faith? Have we allowed these things to take away our faith? Have we allowed this to cripple us that we don't even pray or believe for God to intervene again? See, Jesus was trying to warn them that, you know what, things are coming. He was trying to tell Jerusalem, he's weeping over Jerusalem because he knows what's going to take place. He knows that the the Romans are going to ransack the place. 
He knows that they're going to destroy the temple, this place that all the Jewish people treasured so much. And he's trying to tell them, listen, bad days are coming. Persecution is coming. Christians, there's going to be a time of persecution that is going to be unreal for you. And we see that in the days of Nero. How many Christians were burned at the stake, hung at the stake, and on crosses and all those kinds of things. Terrible times were coming. And then Jesus talks about also his return. I think he's trying to remind us, you know, that we need to be aware that difficult times will come. We will go through difficult seasons in life, and we've seen that in our history. There will be persecution, there will be tragedies and wars and disasters that will uh, affect our world. But there was a lament there of Jesus saying to us, but will we pray? Am I going to find faith? Am I going to find faith? As we think about that, let's think about the coming of the Lord. What if Jesus was coming tomorrow? What would he say about the church? Would he be pleased by how the churches have been praying and seeking his face and calling on him? Or would he come and say, where's the faith? Where's your faith, people? Where's the faith? See, giving up on prayer is really very close to giving up on your faith. Because as soon as you stop praying, your faith is just going to take a snow dive. It really is. Will Jesus find faith, or will he find that we've given up? So Jesus is really challenging us about this importance of prayer. We need to keep on praying, staying in that right relationship with God. Even just doing that keeps us in a place that readies us for the kingdom of God to come. So let's pray. Let's pray. And, and when we hear those words that, you know what, there's 30% of the church isn't going to return, I'm not receiving that. And I'm praying for the opposite, that there's going to be a 30% increase that's going to take place. And that's what I'm praying for. But we need to be all praying. Because if we don't, prayerlessness can quickly lead to where we have no faith at all. Prayer builds faith. And as our faith gets built, then we can believe for those things that sometimes we think are far greater than us. But God is able. God is able as we pray. So this morning, I really believe God's trying to get our attention as Christians. Not just this church. I think every Christian on the planet right now that God is trying to get our attention to say, I want you to pray. This is a time for us to get on our knees and to pray. Now, whether that be in a church or whether that be in your home, it doesn't matter where it's at. The importance is that we do pray. It's not a time to yield to our discouragement. It's not a time to, to give up and not pray. It's not a kind of a time to just lay back and say, well, wait and see how everything turns out. Rather, I really think God is calling us as Christians to pray in our churches, in our buildings, in our homes, because we need to. We need to prevail. Prayer is the answer. We often say that. Well, it is. It is the answer that we need. I think of Christopher's message last week, and he was talking about a greater impartation of faith, that we would be like that Satorian that would have that greater knowledge of faith and to pray for things. 
And we've been praying that too. God, grant us that because we recognize, every one of us should recognize that, you know what, we all could improve in that area of greater faith when we pray. So let's pray for that. And as we look at what's happening around us, there's a lot of people hurting right now. But one of the things we can do, start praying, start calling on the name of the Lord. It's time to press in. Believe God for some big things. Kind of the reason I, I put that little board out there to just show you some of the things that you were feeling God was really saying about this church in this area to remind you God didn't change his mind. Still there. You need to keep claiming them and believing for them. And I know we have a church group of people in this church that really do pray. Like we are really, really blessed with people who pray in this church. I think we're, for inter, people that really like intercede as well, we got so many of those people in this church that do that as well. We're blessed in that area. But we all, it's a call for all of us, not just for some people. Maybe some people have a greater gifting when it comes to prayer, but God still calls all of us to pray, to pray. Let's pray. And so as we conclude today, that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna pray. And just ask God for greater faith to remind us, to stir us up, that we might pray with authority and power and believe God for some greater things to take place. So, Father God, I thank you for the power of prayer. I thank you for the call to prayer. Lord, we all can be guilty of sometimes just getting so caught up with all that's happening in life. And Lord, even as we go to this uncomfortable season, Lord, sometimes our minds can be in so many different places and we're frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. But Lord, I, I pray that we'll not allow this frustration to win, but that Lord, we'll come to you and we'll begin to pray and we'll begin to seek your face. Because Lord, we know as your word tells us that if we seek your face, Things start to happen. Things start to change. And Father, we want to see some changes. And so, Lord, we just come against this COVID in the name of Jesus that has affected our whole world. And Father, we pray for relief from this COVID. How that's done, Lord, we're not here to dictate how you do that. We're just asking that, Lord, give us justice here. Give us justice here. Let truth come forth and let lies be exposed and dealt with and thrown out and that, Lord, we might receive truth and that, Lord, all the things that need to take place for this to go would come forth in the name of Jesus. We pray for healing, Lord. You're a God who heals and you tell us that we should be praying for healing. And so, Lord, we pray for healing for those that are sick, that, Lord, those who are suffering, those who are in hospital right now, Lord, our, our, our own provincial government is, is, uh, is using restrictions being compared to how many people are in our hospitals. And so, Lord, then we pray for those in the hospitals, that, Lord, that the hospitals will get emptied out, that people would start getting healed, that, Lord, that you would just come into those hospital rooms and begin to heal people's lungs and, and, and heal people of this virus in the name of Jesus that things would turn around. And so, Lord, we want to say we're here today, God. We're going to answer that call to pray. And we're going to start praying for those people who are sick. 
We're going to start praying, uh, Lord, for this disease to go and, and to leave. Because, Lord, your word says that you heal all our diseases. COVID's in there, Lord, because it's part of all the diseases. And so, Lord, we're, we're coming to you and asking, Lord, uh, on behalf of us Christians, Lord, we're coming. It's our duty. It's our calling. We're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be standing in the gap for our world to be praying for our world that they may not experience this disease. And so, Lord, help us to do that. Help us to pray. Help us to pray. And, Lord, not just about COVID, but, Lord, just in our daily times, help us to pray. The Father, that we might find the strength that we need, the encouragement that we need, uh, the faith that we need as we pray. So God, help us. Bring us back to that place of prayer. Prayers of encounters. Prayers where we really meet with you. Prayer where we really hear from you, God. We want to hear from you, Lord. We recognize that, Lord, our own wisdom is falling far too short. We need the wisdom that comes from above. And Lord, you tell us, you need it? Ask for it. Pray about it. So we're praying today, Lord. We're asking for that wisdom. We're asking that you would touch us and that you would help us to pray. That you would help us to take up that challenge, Lord, to be the intercessors in this world. To be the faithful prayer people of this world. To be the faithful prayer people, even in this church. That, Lord, that we would come together as a church and lift up our church and its people, that, Lord, that they would not succumb to all the diseases and the sicknesses and the discouragement, the depression that is happening right now in our world. Help us to rise up, Lord, and be those people that you called us to be. We want to be a house of prayer. We want to be a people of prayer. We want to be the people that, Lord, you call us to be. So I just pray you would help us all to do that, Lord. Whether here at the church, whether in our homes, or wherever we might be, we can pray at any place, at any time. And God, I just pray, help us to get back to that place of prayer. Help us get back to that place of believing what we're praying for. Help us get back to that place that we have faith to believe for the impossible. Because all things are possible with God. So, Lord, we just commit ourselves afresh here this morning and say, Lord, forgive me for not praying enough. Forgive me, Lord, for just maybe thinking about myself and not thinking about everything else that's going on in the world. Forgive me, Lord, for, Lord, maybe where I've been critical or pointing my fingers at all the other governments and people that we may be blaming at this time that, Father, we would turn our focus to prayer. We'd turn our focus to pray for justice. Not coming against people. Every person out there is a creation of God. Every person out there is loved by God. You care about every person in this place. So, Lord, help us not to attack people, but to attack sin. To attack things that, Lord, where justice is not prevailing. So, Lord, direct us in this time. Meet with us, Lord, as we pray. Lord, when we come together for prayer, we don't just come together to pray. We, we come because we want to meet with you. And I pray that, Lord, meet with us. Meet with us. Meet with us. Encounter us, Lord. I, I pray that our prayer times, Lord, will become uh, times of encounters with God. 
And that, Lord, where maybe our prayer time has become boring. Maybe our, our prayer time is, we're not feeling anything. Well, I pray that, God, we're going to start feeling again. We're going to start hearing again. And, Lord, that those times are going to be profitable for us. So help us to pray. Help us to pray. Help us to be the people you called us to be. We are called to be a people of prayer. Every Christian is called to be a person of prayer. So help us, Lord, to get back to that place of prayer, that we might pray for one another, that we might pray for our province, that we might pray for our nation, that we might pray for our world. Help us to be those people, Lord, you called us to be. Help us to pray. In Jesus' name.